Yes, sir, we promised you a great man. Right here. Right here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one sports and recreation podcast in the world. My name is Peter Rosenberg, a.k.a. Sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg. And I'm joined as always... By Stat Guy Greg. Oh my God! What's up, SGG? Yo, what's going on, P? How you doing? How you? How's your come down from the weekend going? I'm good. You know, I'm coming down nicely. Um, it was repug. No, I don't feel that way. I, I had a good time. Had a great time at the. We'll start off here. Let me let me start off with the important information. Number one, I want to give a shout out to everyone who came out to Cheap Heat Live. Okay, we got to start there. Yeah. Um, such an awesome turnout, um, especially was last minute. We only announced it in the last couple of weeks. So everyone who made time to come out and buy tickets, um, as Tupac would say about his mother, you are appreciated. You know what I'm saying? Um, number two, SGG, I want to mention a special shout-out to everyone who purchased the new gorgeous Enjoy Yourself t-shirt. Can you even describe it in words? Special cloth is the only two words to describe it. You know what? What a what a master of the English language you are. Because you're right. It's the only way I can say is that it's a special cloth alert. Um. So for everyone who's listening right now to the podcast, but may not follow me on social, the shirts are up right now. I printed up a couple hundred of them. Um. I think like half are gone. Um. The two X, the two XLs are gone. So if you're listening to this right now and you need a two XL, I would have to get like they're gone. I suppose if I get a ton of comments on IG or over email with people asking for two X, then I might like if I heard from like fifty people who wanted two X, which is a really bad sign about the obesity problem in the cheap heat universe. If (laughs) if if that is the case, then I would press it up. But if the problem is if it's twenty. It may not be worth my while, but I know we sold out a 2X the first day. Um, Speaking of the 2Xs, I have a question, though, uh, in regards to what you just said. Is there anything that you can do for the people who need a 3X? Because I know a couple of humanoids reached out to me saying that they need a 3X. 3X? For f- Is that even something that you can do? I don't, I, You guys, you hear me. I'm bringing it up. I said I would mention it. I'm bringing it up. Not to put the pressure on you. Yeah, apparently they like too much delicious chicken. Um, I like delicious chicken. Oh, my goodness. 3X. I'd have to think about how many people do you hear from? Like a couple, one or two? Well, I heard from one or two of the the brave souls that was willing to step out. But I know, you know, whatever your number is, if you say hit me at RosenbergBeats at gmail.com and they need a 3X, you know what? Sure, right now, if, in the privacy of their own, they might be that's willing a good to point. If you just, talk to you. If you just want to send me an email at rosenbergbeats at gmail.com with the subject, the size that you need, either 2X or 3X, um, at 4X, I'm just calling a doctor. I just won't. <laughs> um, and no, and there are people who need 4X. I'm not mocking you at all, but I'm serious. That's a tough size to get done because there's not enough people that would order it. Um, now, Greg, did you fit – the XL fits you, right? Yeah, the XL fits me perfectly. 
Now, did you wash it? I might have even did- I might have even been able to drop down into a large, but I was gonna. I'm good with that. Greg, I'm gonna stop you right now. You lying son of a bitch. Wow, is that how we doing this right now? I tried on the large at the show, okay? Did you try on a large or you just felt so good in the extra, in the extra large? (laughs) I felt so good in the XL that I felt like. (laughs) Because I'm telling you right now, I tried on the large before we went out there and I was like, nah, we got to do an XL. I saw it. I saw it. (laughs) So you saw me in that large and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm good in that. No, no, no. Congratulations, you played yourself, sir. <laughs> you would not be good in that. And after, now nah, I'm slimming down though. I'm slimming down, Pete. Do no, no, you are. Me. You're doing great. But to a large, especially after it shrinks, come on. <sighs> have you even? Nah, you can't put it in the dryer though. You can't put it in the dryer. Well, you gotta let it hang dry. Have you? Because that's your first mistake. So have you? Have so have you washed your extra large yet? I have, and you, but you didn't dry it. Yeah, you gotta hang dry it so that you can keep the uh, the design looking immaculate. You can't. Let the, the the machine and the elements get to that design. You gotta I'll tell you, hold I'll tell on you to what, it as man. much as you can. Honest truth, I have washed and dried all of our shirts. They've all held up well, image wise, all of them. Okay. Um. Yeah, that that says nothing to your level of respect for the shirts, but that speaks to the quality of the shirts. Though. Well, no, it's just that I. The truth is, Greg, I respect the shirt so much. That the idea that I'm going to be able to keep them out of the dryer is impossible because I wear them every week. So when I wear them, Alexa's not remembering to dry them if she does it. Um, the woman who um, who helps us out like every couple weeks, we ha- we pay a woman like twice every uh, once every two weeks to come clean up the house and she does laundry. See, I'm not leaving notes for her, you know. So <laughs> I'll end up I, it, the, as, as a result. The original white cheap eats, the black cheap eats. Um, which those are the ones I wear the most still are the classics. My virgin shirt's in good shape. The one with the pictures of us on it. Am I forgetting another one? You forgetting oh, the Monday Night Rosenberg? Oh, the Monday Night Rosenberg still the looks Uptown great. Uptown Malcolm. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you we right put now. Put out a lot of good. <laughs> I gotta tell you right now, no one's messing with the shirt game. Like our collection is 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 top notch. It's. I'm telling you right now. No one's messing with the shirt. Matter of fact, I think when I get home tonight just to stunt, I might put up a post with all of them. You have to scroll through them. I got to see if I have an Uptown Malcolm in my house. Yo, that might be the only one I've never worn. I don't think I've ever worn the um the very rare. That will one day be very rare. The Uptown Malcolm? Yeah. Because let's be honest, Uptown Malcolm as an iteration of the SGG character what what what's the wrestling equivalent of Uptown Malcolm? How long it lasted? Oh my God, it was really quick. It was like I don't even know. I'm trying to it, think it was of like, who had a hot gimmick and then it was like it was like went ministry. to another hot gimmick and then went back to their hot gimmick. So like even the Macho King, I feel like lasted longer than Uptown Malcolm. Yeah, I, I, it's not even Dusty in the polka dots. That was longer. No, than that Uptown lasted longer. Malcolm. You know, I got to tell you the there's a Macho King shirt. That like existed for a very short time. A few people have it. Um, Vintage Wrestling Tees has it. Ted from Wrestling for Sale has it. I need that Macho King shirt so bad. And I, the other day, this dude who I follow, um, who collects wrestling t-shirts, posted that he found an extra large mint condition Texas Tornado shirt. And my heart. What? Bro- yeah, my heart broke a little bit inside. That's the shirt I want the most. Like I, I, I want. 
you know, forever it was Saturday Night's main event. Now it's Texas Tornado. I want it so bad. And the fact this kid found an XL mint Texas Tornado, I got to find one. Because you have a Saturday Night's main event now, right? I have what? You have Saturday Night's main event now, right? I do. I have Saturday Night's main event now. I'm slowly working towards being physically small enough to wear it. Um, I'm working towards that. It's an XL, but they just, the, the Saturday Night's main events just run. XL small. from the 80s was not XL from the 90s. And well, beyond. the funny thing is, though, I have other XLs from that time that, from the 80s, that I rock. Um, and then it just varies. The, the Saturday Night's main event shirt is a different style shirt than the other shirts. I Did think they, they go to like a completely different distributor or is that it, what happened? Like they it went might somebody be, else? You know, that's a good question because I don't think the Saturday Night's main event shirts were ever in the catalog. I think you had to buy them at the event. So I just think it was a different shirt because they did it in a different way. I'm pretty sure the Saturday Night's main event shirt did not make the catalog. So Interesting. I, I don't know why, but it fits different than – although you know what? I'll tell you what. My Killer B shirt – that one fits dumb small. I've still never worn it. Um, my British Bulldog shirt. Most of my 80s, I can't wear. Like, I can. I can put them on if I want to look like, uh, like Greg in a large enjoy yourself shirt, but I'm not so trying if to you do that. Look, if you want to look clean, if you want, if you want to look super clean, you would do it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it, 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 I have to get, I have to get down a little bit lower. So anyways, and then shout out to everyone who came out to Ted's. Um, pop-up shop that we did at Blind Barber, which my concerns that the pop-up shop might have hurt ticket sales on Friday were confirmed when I saw the crowd at the pop-up shop. The line? It was lit. The whole time it was lit, and it was a lot of cheap heat listeners in there. Um, but it was great. Ted killed it. Did you get anything at the pop-up shop? Uh, I bought some art from the, the gentleman that was selling the artwork. That is a very and, uh, SGG. I heard someone gave you a shirt at Cheap Heat Live. Someone did give me a shirt at Cheap Heat Live. It was a vintage Bret Hart shirt. Um, it was from around that time where he went heel. So, like, there's references to the U.S. and Canada on it. Wait, wait, which shirt is it? What, what does it look like? Hold on. I'll have to send you a pic because I'm not doing very well at describing it right now. And it's not in front of me. But it's a black, it's a black shirt. looks like it's from WWF. Um, and yeah, and it has him with the an overlay of the American flag, like fading into the Canadian flag, if that makes sense. I'll send you a picture though, so you could. Oh, I need to see it. I need to see it. That's crazy. What a nice thing yeah. that someone did. And, uh, when I steal it from you, it'll be fun. Um, <laughs> and, uh, Kurt but, Hawkins and Zack Ryder too popped up at the pop-up shop and they yeah, were giving away there? action figures. I did. I, I saw them on the, on their way out and, um, Ted wrestling for sale made sure they get because they gave away a bunch of action figures, so they made sure to set aside uh, Brett the Hitman Hart, uh, King of the Ring, Ringside Collectibles exclusive action figure that they they made well, that's sure nice. that, that it made it to me. So that's sitting right here in uh, my Bret Hart shrine in Philly, next to the glasses and the book and the uh, the artwork the that I bought greatest. from professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Bret Hart, the Pit. real wrestler. Oh, yeah. The best there is. The best there was. The best there ever will be. 
Oh, my God. So um, shout out to everyone who came out to that. It was fire. Uh, what else? We met so many different people over the weekend. Next time, I think what I'm going to try to do, Greg, is tie it together and do the pop-up shop at Cheap Heat Live. Because you agree, you agree the Sony Hall venue was beautiful, wasn't it? Yeah, it is. And like, I think that might be my favorite of yeah. all the places that we've gone to to do like these different, uh, live events. Yeah, it's, it's my favorite one. It's, that's the room. And the room is such that I believe what we do next time is if we do an eight o'clock, eight thirty show, when the doors open at six thirty, starting at six thirty, we have the, we have the pop-up shop and the pop-up shop runs for 90 minutes or two hours. And then we start the show. Yeah. And the, the gentleman, one of the security guards too, when I mentioned that we were doing the, the meet and greet after he was trying to figure out where it was going to be. And he mentioned a speakeasy. So I don't know if it might be worthwhile to oh, they have do a the speakeasy also. Yeah. So it might be worthwhile to do the pop-up shop in the speakeasy. So that, you know, people file into the venue and then if they, they want to go to the shop, it's like in their little speakeasy. We can figure out the logistics, but wow. it, the venue seems to be pretty mage. And I think a pop-up shop with the live show and everything would be perfect, m- 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 especially m- as WrestleMania rolls around. That's right. So we'll, we'll get on top of that right away. Um, all right, SGG, I think we've covered enough. And as we start this episode right now, I want to give a big shout out to Dollar Shave Club. Head over to Dollar Shave Club right now to get everything you need to look, feel, and smell your best. They have amazing shower stuff. They have hairstyle products. They got toothbrushes, toothpaste, and of course they have the razors and shave supplies, okay? So check out the um, the amber and lavender body wash. Your skin will feel like butter. It'll, it'll feel like, if you're great, it'll smell like delicious chicken. I like delicious chicken. <laughs> no, fine. It won't smell like that, but it'll smell amazing. It'll feel amazing. So, so dope. So many great things they have over there. Plus Dollar Shave Club's executive razor. They got the shave butter that's crazy. And right now, you can get an amazing deal with one of their starter sets, okay? I recommend the Daily Essentials starter set. I love that body wash that's in there, but you can't go wrong with any of them. Go to dollarshaveclub.com slash heat. Okay, that's dollarshaveclub.com slash heat to pick up your Dollar Shave Club starter set for just $5. After your starter set, uh, products ship at a regular price, and make sure you check out their new video too. The dollarshaveclub.com slash heat. Get over there, dollarshaveclub.com slash heat. Speaking of money, Greg, um, the great deals there, don't forget for to remind me, believe me, you won't. Don't forget to remind me like next week when I get the money that we made from the show to cut you a nice little checky check. <laughs> oh, I definitely won't. And it'll be just in time for Greg History Week. So that'll be perfect. Let you me mean mark your birth- that one on my your- You mean your birthday? My birthday week. You got to celebrate the whole thing. Cause not a lot. It just. I just, I just got to check here. Be honest. What does the valet think about your Greg History Week? She loves it. She she's a, a proud supporter of of Greg History Week activities and festivities. I mean, um, this year it was going international, so uh, we'll be in London for the first half of Greg History Week. Wow! And we'll be oh back. Oh my god! We'll be back in the states to close out the week. But uh, but yeah, come on! Like, who doesn't love Greg? Everybody loves Greg History Week. Well, there's no one out there that thinks it's a little. Uh, you know, and this comes from someone who 
has a concert named after himself that he's throwing. <laughs> like Peter Palooza. You know, I mean, I've thrown Peter Palooza like six times. But even that, a full week of celebrations, I mean, Dr. King only has one day, Greg. Well, here's here's why I, I feel like I can get away with it. Because um, my birthday is 9-11. And so, like, it happened on my 16th birthday. So the milestone that I would celebrate also coincided with these 9-11 America's morning like you can't really party on that so like my 21st birthday is still 9-11 it's the fifth anniversary you can't really do anything on that so now Greg History Week allows me to you know be somber along with the rest of my countrymen on 9-11 but also still be able to say you know what celebrate my life as well wow what an interesting turn of it's a compromise I think it's fair no I mean, I think you could have done three days. You know, three days. I think would have been good. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't have the same ring to it as a Greg History Week, though. Like, what do you call that? And why? And why history, though? Like, why do you feel that people need to learn Greg's history? That's the other part. Well, because I'm making Greg history every day. You know, so just celebrating my life. I can't celebrate the future. Those events haven't happened yet. So if I'm going to celebrate my life, it's my history, Greg history. It's professional wrestling. It's a really good point, Greg. And when does uh, Greg History Week begin? This year, Greg History Week kicks off on Friday, September 7th. And goes all the way to the 14th. Yes. Midge. And then we might sneak in that extra weekend to, to close it out and push it to is it possible, the 7th. But we'll see. Is it possible that this will happen when you're in London? Well, Crystal listens to the show, so if I answer that question, I will have to give myself the biggest congratulations. So I'm going to plead the fifth on that one, but you never also, say no. When you eventually do do it, you don't want her to see this coming. Right. Who does? Like, it's not. It's no fun that way. You got you to gotta be surprised. Also, um, real quick, all of our listeners... It is mandatory viewing, if you listen to Cheap Heat, to get over to YouTube.com slash Complex and watch the WWE episode of Open Late that came out yesterday. Um, interview with The New Day, and I sit down with them. You have a double date with Rusev and Lana and myself and Alexa. And then you have the sit down with Sasha, which was interesting. Do you watch yet, Greg? I did. I watched it. Uh, I watched it right at 7. I was not playing any games with that episode. And... uh I have to say that interview with Sasha Banks was very, very well done. She came across as very honest. And yeah, I've already seen it being quoted on like the, the dirt sheets and the wrestling news sites. So I feel like people have an idea of what went down, but it's still, I really would say as a must see interview. Um, what, what are people referring to the most? Oh, of course, your question about uh, Alexa Bliss and Sasha Banks and, you know, the the possibility that there's some legitimate tension there. Because, you know, wrestling fans, we can't help ourselves when something seems to happen that uh, gives us a chance to peek behind the curtain. And you definitely, definitely did that on Thursday. But even with, like, the New Day interview and the Rusev and Lana double date, 
we got to find out Rusev's origin story in wrestling, which I didn't know before. So, yeah, no, it was a really enjoyable episode. Well, you know what's lit about this article? Um, Sasha Banks is not interested in working with Alexa Bliss again. Sasha Banks and Alexa Bliss coexist, blah, blah, blah. She was on Peter Rosenberg's Open Late, blah, blah, blah. Rosenberg noted, blah, blah, blah. Then it goes down and says, in 2017, Alexa spoke to the Cheap Heat podcast. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so this person went and did their research. I just like that they didn't even reference that like it's also my podcast. It's like they they just kept it going. Um. Oh wow! And then here's someone who posted the clip, and it got like 470, 480 likes, 151 retweets. Interesting, interesting. So yeah, you should um go check it out. You'll you'll find the I think you'll find the whole episode interesting. My favorite part's probably the date. I just thought it was yeah. very entertaining. Um, Rusev and Lana together, just a really funny couple. Anyways, SGG is what outside the ring. I just read that there was a shakeup at WWE Studios and Michael Luisi is out. I did not read that. That's the first I'm hearing of it is from you. Yep. Michael Luisi out as the head of WWE Studios. Wow. So that's my one thing I have outside the ring. What you got? Eric Rowan's injured, apparently. Uh, biceps injury, torn bicep. Uh, he still wrestled on SmackDown. Wait, who is that? We saw. Um, Eric Rowan. Oh, Rowan. Yeah, yeah. I heard about this. One half of the Bludgeon Brothers, former SmackDown tag team champ, still wrestled with his, um, with an injured arm. But, uh, now that he's dropped the title, you're probably going to see Luke Harper going solo for a while. And I guess maybe that could be part, at least some explanation as to why they lost the title on, on Tuesday. Maybe it was going to happen anyway, but anyways. Uh, what else, SGG? Um, that's all I have for outside the ring was just uh, the Eric Rowan injury. And, of course, you know, Matt Riddle signed with WWE as people people saw from uh, his appearance at NXT TakeOver. Yes. The Matt, the Matt Riddlers, a great tag team. <laughs> that was hilarious when you said that on the... Was that a tweet? I think that was a tweet, right? It was a tweet, yeah. No, that was hilarious. Um, yeah, I'm excited about the Matt Riddlers. Uh, SGG, what did you think of the weekend overall? Oh, man, it was an incredible week of, week of wrestling. Um, it's tough when they do these shows, these four in a way, four in a row shows, uh, with the takeover through the SmackDown, but I feel like each show delivered, um, and delivered big. Which is is tough because uh, usually what happens is takeover steals the show and then overshadows the uh, the entire weekend. It certainly happened at um, in New Orleans. Um, it feels like it happened in Philly, but this weekend for Royal Rumble, but this weekend uh, with SummerSlam, I feel like every show delivered big. In terms of like the marquee matches and what everybody set out to do, I think everybody, everybody delivered. Favorite match at TakeOver? <sighs> Adam Cole and Ricochet. But the tag team match was, was dope too. I mean, Mustache Mountain versus Undisputed Era. Um, 
But yeah, if I have to go with one favorite match, I'd say Adam Cole Ricochet for that North American North American Championship. Um, that super kick was in, incredible. I uh, I really really enjoyed the end of uh, Gargano and Champa. I really thought the end was so, from a psychological standpoint, so confusing. I felt it left the audience just not knowing how to react because Gargano has gone now so far. He's gotten so much more like the guy that he is supposed to hate. Um, I really found it fascinating. Uh, and I just love how long the story's taken to play out. And I really enjoyed, I'm sure in, I'm sure in the arena it felt a little weird. Did the end feel weird in the arena? It did. Um, two points though. I'm gonna just come out the gate and say I agree with you. I, I agree that it, I liked the ending and I liked, I liked it from a psychological standpoint because that's been the whole story for them, right? That Johnny Gargano shouldn't be so consumed with the hate because it's gonna cost him everything. Um, and that, little wrinkle in the story proved true again in the ending to the match. But I think what made the ending so confusing is that um, Champa doesn't have music. So when he wins and the, you know, in that moment that you're waiting for the referee to signal the announcer to tell that person what to say to communicate with the crowd, it's just no music. It's left with the sounds of the audience and, um, Usually in any other scenario, somebody's music is blaring as the announcer is trying to talk over the music and say, and you're a winner, so-and-so, and like the music fills that time. But it felt like an eternity just because Champa has has no music. So like it's just the crowd trying to figure out what do we do with ourselves because we know that's the last match. And we just watched it end. Some people are still trying to figure out how they feel about the ending. I know a lot of people were upset about it. But it's just well, like, what were they upset about? Well, they felt like I know my boy really felt like that ending was very just anticlimactic. Like these guys had gone to war, and um, we'd seen from the video package that they really have gone all out in trying to hurt each other. And so, for Gargano to trip off the ramp and that, and then not be able to get up and have that be the way. The match ends. I know a lot of people agreed with my boy Rich and I saw on social media in that it was just anticlimactic and they should have, it could have been more. They, you know, something more brutal. I like the idea that, you know, eventually for the character to grow, um, Gargano is going to have to, he's going to learn that every time he tries to go evil, he ends up hurting himself. Yeah, I like that too. <laughs> he shouldn't be rewarded for for having the mean streak and the dark side because, like, his wife has told him this. Everybody's telling him that's not him. Like, he needs to be him. He'll be much, much more successful um, being himself. Like, he can't go evil, like you said. Now, let's get into the real main event of the weekend, Greg. What did you think of the new setup of the kickoff panel with me and JBL having our own thing? I thought that was so made, Joe. I'm not even going to lie to you. Um, you yeah, we haven't even stage. talked about this yet, have we? No, we did not. Um, I, first of all, 
best dressed on the kickoff panel, <laughs> Peter Rosenberg. I wow. Texted you. Scorch yeah, is not I mean, from SGG. I texted you when I saw the suit. Like, you was up there in rare air with the with the Miz and, and Ric Flair and, you know, world champion Chris Jericho coming out with the suit. So just off of that, like, you know, you deserved your own platform. You couldn't be at the table <laughs> with the king in, the, in his graphic tees, you know. <laughs> um, but... I did like the format of you, and I like the visual of you guys on the ramp too, with the crowd behind you. Just like it all, just felt it felt big time to me. It did, it did. Like I really do agree. If you guys haven't watched it, I'm not just gonna sit here and put myself over the whole time. I really do want you to check it out though, because it uh, it just has a different feel. It's something you haven't quite seen before with the whole crowd right behind us. Um, it's just really neat. And, you know, obviously as time goes on, it gets more and more crowded behind us. Um, and it breaks up. When they do these two-hour kickoff shows, it just breaks it up. It made the whole thing move more. It made you enjoy the other panel more as well. Yeah, just because and, of the way it all moved. And it felt more like sports, which is a thing that I know some people have been wanting from WWE, you know, the a criticism that they always get is they lean in more on the entertainment side of it than the sports side of it. And like throwing it down to you and JBL, um, damn near ringside made it feel like throwing it down to somebody at the field, <laughs> you know, like it felt like a sporting now, event. It gave it that big fight feel. Now, originally we were going to be off on the other side of the, of the stage, and did you know that that part of the stage is referred to as, like, Okerlund position? Never heard that before. Because that's when Okerlund would do his... Actually, you know what? Renee did an interview from Okerlund position on uh, SmackDown. SmackDown. Yeah, with AJ. And I she loved interviewed that. AJ there. I was telling Crystal when they when they went over there, I was like, yo, I haven't seen this in, like, 20 years. I, and You know what I kept thinking about? I wonder if that came up as an option because of the conversation about me and JBL were supposed to be there on SummerSlam. And so, like, it was in people's mind. Because doesn't it seem a little coincidental that they put us on the stage on Sunday, which is a look we haven't seen, and then they put Renee uh, over in the old Oakland position on Tuesday? Seems, seems like a little, like, too much for a coincidence, No. Yeah, I mean, I hadn't thought about it like that, so I, I can't give a real answer. But it does feel like, obviously, if it's something that was on their mind Sunday, that they would want to try and test it out and see how it looks, and you know, run like a just run it, run a run a test to see how those visuals come across. And for me, it came across really well. Like, Yo, I used to love dope. it as a kid when they did it. If we do it um, at at Mania, look crazy. <sighs> With the whole, with everything behind us, the whole stadium behind us. And just to watch that fill up too, cause like, you know, it's not a football stadium. Like when you start to see the crowd like file in and like get hype as the, as it progresses and like, you know, as much as summer, as big as SummerSlam has become, it's not a mania crowd either. Like that's just different when you're no, in it's, there. It's, it's before a sea the of humanity. Start. It's just wild. I, um, man, I gotta tell you guys too, I, I know the internet seems to have, well, they have mixed feelings on me certainly, but they also have mixed feelings on JBL. He was really good, man. He was really, really good on Sunday. Uh, you should go back and check it out. 
also, uh, he's just a, a treat to work with. SGG, so favorite moment at SummerSlam. Favorite moment at SummerSlam? That's right. Oh, man. It had to be that, that main event match. Like, I was so intrigued. They found a way to to keep me intrigued. And it, I think as much as people think I'm going to give the credit to Roman here on that one, it was actually Braun that had me intrigued. Just the him making his presence felt right at the beginning of the match. And then just just ominously standing outside, like right at the ramp, like you're not going to leave when this match is over. I'm covered in and cashing in on the winner was was dope to me. And then, of course, you know, he got handled and incapacitated before he could make good on his promise. But just like that idea that whatever happens, they're going to have to deal with Braun next made the main event feel like a main event. I agree too. I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm not saying, I'm not sitting here to try to convince everyone that they had to be thrilled with Roman Reigns winning the title. Cause I know there are just some people who are not going to be thrilled with Roman Reigns winning the title no matter what. However, I am just saying I enjoyed the pace of the match. That's what I really was into. I just, I thought it felt uncomfortable. I thought it felt interesting. You know, the way Roman looked like he was going to completely squash him to start. And then as time went on, you were like, oh wait, now is, is he, now is he going to lose? Now is he going to tap out to Brock? It went right from the he's going to squash to, oh my God, no, he's going to get squashed <laughs> yeah. by Brock to then he does the same thing twice where he lifts him up and, and gives him a power bomb. I just thought it was a super interesting start that I didn't expect and really left me confused about what the result would be. So you can feel however you want about Roman winning. I enjoyed the actual feel of the match. Um, you know, I know some people who didn't feel that way, but I dug that. The rumor is, is that what we got on Monday was supposed to happen on Sunday, right? Yes. Yeah. Now, I don't understand though why they would think they didn't have enough time. I mean, you've already been there four hours. What's another, what, five minutes? <laughs> yeah, they were, cause they rent over by like a minute, two minutes. So, I mean, I, I mean, we could have, took the extra couple of minutes to have that happen at SummerSlam but I also appreciate that they didn't because you know if you break that glass at SummerSlam then what do you do on Monday you know what I mean and Monday like it that shield coming together to protect Roman's title was it felt mage on Monday like that that was big where do you think it goes from here well, I think it I think it goes with them. I'm I'm curious to see what Dean Ambrose Ambrose does on his own because you know Seth is the Intercontinental Champion, but I think what happens is um they do what they got to do to keep their Universal Championship in house along with the Intercontinental Championship and you know if they set their sights on the B team, we could be looking at a at an era where they just hold all the gold and um I wouldn't I would not mind that at all. And uh I think it's interesting too though because you know when the Shield debuted, right? Their whole thing was you know, they were the hounds of justice and they were there to protect the WWE title from injustice. Uh at the time CM Punk was a champion and this is the first time 
that the three of them are um, on the same page and one of them has the championship. Um, and what I mean by that is that, you know, Rollins isn't heel anymore. They're all babyface. So it just makes sense that with one of them having the championship and knowing that their original goal was to protect the world title from injustice, that they would protect Roman from being attacked by Braun. Like, it just makes sense. I just wonder how long... In, now, do you think the crowd will completely turn on the Shield? No, nah, If they continue I don't think, to protect Roman? You think they're going to come over and now support Roman? That's what I don't I'm, think they're going to support Roman. I think they're going to support the Shield and, like, Roman just will benefit from that. Well, that's certainly the hope there. Um... What else are people saying? First of all, what's the general review of SummerSlam? Like, were, were people, I know, we know it was the most watched ever, but my question is, did people generally love it or nah? I feel like people did generally love it. Um, I saw, I saw more than a few tweets that said that this was the best of the four, um, and Barclays. Really? Yeah. And I mean, I feel like the first SummerSlam was really good. In Barclays, so um, I'd have to go through and you know rewatch before I decide how I feel about that. But I, I, I definitely feel like this was really good, though. Um, I saw some other tweets that said this was the best main roster pay per view of the year, and again, I feel like the Philly Rumble was the best of the year on the main roster for me so far. But this was a strong pay per view, um, card wise. Really when we go back and look back on this years later, we'll be like, damn, that card was stacked. That was a really stacked card. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, Ronda Rousey, Roman Reigns, KO, Braun Strowman. Um, you know, it's, it's, the only thing we didn't get was an Elias match, but, or even really like an Elias song or anything like that, but the card was, like you said, stacked. Well, we did get some Elias. He did a song, didn't he? Didn't he get interrupted? I think he got interrupted. On the, his guitar broke. His guitar broke. That's what happened. Um, where did you watch, Greg? At home? Yeah, I watched uh, with my boy Rich. Uh, so we watched all on the network. In Philly? No, this was in New York City. Oh, back up in the city. Okay. Um, I think that... Um, of the two women's matches, I have to say I decidedly prefer the SmackDown match. Yeah, uh, you'll be hard pressed to find anybody who disagrees with you on that. SmackDown match was the SmackDown match was good. Um, you got to give some credit to Carmella. No one had any idea what her capability would be to have a match when her title reign began, and. Listen, I know I'm biased, so I'm not going to come out here and tell you, you know, that she's, you know, Vern Gagne. But, <laughs> but, um, Carmella can have a good match, and she has many times. And she does so many little things well. You know, so many of the little things that make you care more during a match. The faces she makes, the bumps that she takes. A lot of the little things she does really, really, really well. Um, and I thought the Carmella rain on top was pretty fun. I did too. I wasn't ready for it to end, although I'm excited about 
what's happening with the women on SmackDown now that it has. But um, but well, yeah, yeah I, I was enjoying myself. Yeah, well, and that's the goal is always to enjoy yourself, especially on this show. Um, and I would have enjoyed it to keep going too, but I really do think that she did a great job. Um, and I enjoyed this too. So that leads us right to Becky Lynch though, doesn't it? Like, how do you feel about, um, her heel turn? I enjoyed it. Um, I, it was time, you know, obviously in New York, she's going to get cheered. Well, at any major pay-per-view, when you have a major heel turn like that, the whole crowd cheers because frankly, they don't get enough surprises. So when they get one, they just cheer for it. Um, but I think as time goes on, Becky will get booed. I really do think that. So let me ask you this. Um, from the, from the story perspective, hashtag kayfabe only. Do you think Becky is the bad guy here? Do I think Becky is the bad guy in the story with Charlotte? Yes. Why would she not be? Well, I've seen some chatter that um, basically Charlotte is the bad guy because she was entitled um, and she took the opportunity away from her friend. And so Becky did the only natural thing. I am tend to lean towards the, the other side, though, and feel like that Becky is the bad guy because, like, she... She lost. She lost to her friend. You know, friends compete sometimes and they lose. That doesn't mean you you beat them up. But um, there's a strong contingent on the internet who feels like Becky is the the anti-hero here and uh, is not the bad guy. And Charlotte's actually in the wrong. Uh, so I'm just curious I, what you thought about that. I'd have to dig into the history of their story, you know, because they do have a long story. Before I have like a long Macho Man Hulk Hogan, who's the real bad guy conversation. But right now, I mean, listen, as you saw on Tuesday, Becky is the all-out legitimate bad guy. Yeah. I I mean, mean, I agree. Her promo. Yeah, I mean, she came out and cut a promo to let you know, like, no, she is the bad guy for sure. Um, You know, it'll be interesting to see how things go with uh, Charlotte and Becky. Ooh, you know what? Damn it. I'm I'm rewatching the girls match, the SmackDown match from Sunday, right? And Carmella just made me very proud. <laughs> what did what, she do? What is the what is the what is the move I make fun of the most? I don't know. Where is this going? What move? Do you recall what move I love to make fun of because it doesn't make any sense and seems stupid? Well, I know you hate the Superman punch. No, keep going. It's not the super kick. No. Is it the figure four reversal? The the rolling over? No, no, no. All right, what is it? Give it to me. Pause. Carmella just delivered... A suicide dive that was actually effective. <laughs> did you see it? Do you remember this? Is she this the one suicide, with Becky? She did a suicide dive. It, yes, she did a suicide dive into Becky that actually amounted into being like a high cross body. 
instead of a flying push. And this is right before Charlotte's moonsault, right? Oh, it looks so good. Yeah, right before the moonsault. Yeah, I do remember this. And that that spot actually worried me a little bit because I wasn't sure. Like her landing, it looked like she might have overshot it a little bit. But um, she got up and handled her business right after that. So no, no, And then right into the super kick. Shout out. Yeah, so shout out to me for getting worked. <laughs> I thought she heard. Understandably. So. Hold on, let's call, let's call her and see if she answers. Hey. Hey, hey, is this Carmella? Hey, listen, I'm doing my podcast right now, and I just, and I'm watching your match as I'm doing the podcast. Okay. I told you I would review it thoroughly. Yes. I had to give you, Greg, what the hell is going on in Philadelphia, dude? My God. I have no, I have no idea. It sounds like a Bad News Brown promo. Relax. Okay, Carmella, (laughs) when you, you did something that I literally, my number one complaint, no, top five complaint Uh-oh. wrestling move, you did in the way it should actually be done that no one does. Okay. Do you know what, what I'm talking, do you know what I'm talking about? Is there one moment you can remember that you knew looked dope afterwards? I don't know. I don't know what you're saying. Wait. The, sui- what the, the suicide dive. Well, because whenever anyone does it, it's more like a flying push. And it just irritates me because I'm like, I mean, you could just push someone. But you actually, it, it looked more like a cross body than a, than a flying push. Oh, I committed. I mean, I fully committed to the suicide dive. And by the way, you're okay because my co-host, that guy Greg, was worried that you almost killed yourself when your face looked like it hit the ramp. I mean, I have some burns on the bottom of my chin. I'm not going to lie. I just was Instagramming about it. <laughs> But besides that, you're okay. Uh, Anyways, I just wanted to commend you on your suicide dive. It was lovely. Oh, I appreciate that. All right. Later, Mella. Thank you. There she is. That's money. Um, I got to tell you. Glad to hear she's okay. Yeah, SGG. She's all right. She's all right. Um, How do you think the actual turn played out with Becky? I think the crowd is not not going to let it. Um play out well but you know when people it's tough because I, I always say like it you'll enjoy it more if you let wwe tell the story that they're trying to tell like they just turned her and people decided that she shouldn't have been the one who turned and i feel like with the attack and the fight of uh, the attack after the match and the promo on tuesday and the fight on tuesday the story that is being told is that Becky is the bad guy and the turn could be effective if, you know, the crowd picks their battles. Like, this isn't one that we need to to correct through crowd response. Not yet, anyway. Not so early on the... And on I'm the telling turn. you, as time goes on with her, they'll, they'll, her look will keep changing. She's got the foreign accent, which we know for some reason in America makes someone more of a heel. I, I, I have confidence. Um, she'll get there. And boy, could there be some fun stuff. I mean, her, her and Charlotte obviously tells itself. What about her and Asuka? Yeah, that's the one that I'd want to see. And speaking of Asuka, it, it sort of irritated me that she was like part of the, the break up the crowd, the break up the brawl, uh, 
team on Tuesday. Like, certain women should not have been out there. Carmella wasn't out there. Asuka shouldn't have been out there. Yeah, it's strange. It's strange that, that Asuka's just been gone for so long. By the way, I, I almost I almost started a, a full blown riot in our group chat the other day when I said I I like Kyrie Sane more than Oscar. <laughs> Yo, I can't believe you can't believe you have have the audacity to say it on the podcast. I was willing to let it die, but uh, uh, actually, I didn't say I liked her are. better. I didn't say I liked her better. I said we were talking about NXT talent, obviously, and we were talking about that pay per view, and I was talking, and I believe that she may have a higher ceiling. I said, I think she could have a higher ceiling. That's what I said. Yes. Okay. That's, hold on. I want to find the exact quote. I'm pretty sure that's what you said. But let's, before I put you in a position to have to defend yourself, let's find out exactly what you said. But um, your description of the reaction to what you said is, is like spot on. It's, it's absolutely spot on that you started a riot. Okay, here's what you said. Sane is a champion. She's gonna be bigger than Oscar. So you already start to back off of that. <laughs> Scorching hot take. Wait, I. <laughs> <laughs> you already start to back off. Uh, no, I, wait, read, read it again. I said, she's gonna be bigger than Sane. And then I said, Sane is a champion. She's gonna be bigger than Oscar. Scorching hot take. See? She's more mage than Oscar. She's the real. Thank you. I, I I understand. I think she could be more mage. She could be or she is, because I feel like I feel like we'll be more for, people will be more forgiving on the could I, here's be. the thing. The, the truth of the matter is this. You know, both of them lack a little bit of depth in terms of character. Can we agree on that? Yeah. I am so into the diving elbow that it makes me think it's more mage than anything. Like Oscar just does Oscar's dope, but I mean just there's almost no one who has a finish that makes me pop as much as hers. That's the thing. Okay. That that's fair. That is fair. So if if someone has a finish that you like it's like AJ, man. AJ's AJ has a couple of things that he does that makes it hard for anyone for me to enjoy anyone more in the ring cuz every time he does it I'm like, "Whoa, every time." And- and listen, I, I'm certainly one who can understand uh, enjoying a wrestler so much that no other wrestlers can uh, are safe from the slander. So I, I, I understand. I understand. Um, all right, SGG, before we get to mailbag this week, what are the other things you absolutely want to hit from the weekend? Um, New Day, five-time champion. Five-time, five-time, five-time. Five-time SmackDown champion. Uh, the Miz and Daniel Bryan. Story seems to be kicking into another gear. They had a match announced for um, Hell in a Cell. And also for the Super Show in Australia. Right? They got the mixed tag match at uh, Hell in a Cell with Brie and Marie's getting involved. And then at the uh, Super Showdown, I believe is what the pay-per-view in Australia is called. Mm-hmm. Um, the winner of their match gets a title opportunity against uh, the WWE champion, whomever that may be, uh, after that match rolls around. And it can't help but think that Daniel Bryan versus The Miz is going to be a championship feud at WrestleMania. Can you? I think they showed us 
um, that that's what's happening. I think by the match playing out the way it did, um, by where they took us for Hell in a Cell, not a rematch, right? It's a clear stall. To me, all of that says this is going a very long time. We're going to get away from it in September at Hell in a Cell. Uh, Greg, is the only pay-per-view in October Evolution? I think it is. They have that Australian show. I forget. I don't know what the date is on that Australia. Oh, show. okay. I, I, um, I think I think there is already. Um, I think there is already. Uh, that, um, I think they already have a match there. I think it's. I think that's a number one contenders match for the championship. Yeah, no, that is the the match between Daniel Bryan and the Miz. But what I'm saying is, I'm not sure what. Um, that's first week of October. Okay, so yeah, the the only. So, so they'll have their, their, their next, their next single match will be at the WWE Super Showdown in Australia for their number one contenders match. That gets us to October. Then you have Survivor Series. And, uh, by the way, they should so go traditional with them for Survivor Series. Wouldn't a Miz team and a Daniel Bryan team be perfect for Survivor Series? I think so, but the only issue is who do you get to be on the Mistarage? I feel like a lot of people would not a lot of people, but you know, Daniel Bryan would be able to put together a good team, but who does the Miz get? The Miz could get whatever hired guns he needs to get. Let me look up the SmackDown roster right now. Cause presumably Smack- Samoa Joe wouldn't be someone that you throw on the team is. No, no, he'll be doing his own thing. Um, okay. He could get, uh, depending on where they go, there's Anderson and Gallows. Okay. Uh, Rusev and Naden English. Aren't all these people good guys though? Right now? I, I don't, I don't consider, you consider Rusev and Aiden English to be, what about Cien? Like I just consider okay. Rusev. I, Rusev gets cheered for. I still don't consider him to be a good guy. But he did just feud with Cien, who is clearly, um, clearly a bad guy. But Cien and the Miz, though, is the that's that that feels like it fits. Um, Shinsuke, okay. which then give then gives you a dope little preview that you get of a moment of Shinsuke and Daniel Bryan in the ring together for for down the road. Oh, and the so, bar. And then you have the bar. You could do bar. Sorry, I said Anderson and Gallows. The bar makes more sense. You yeah, do the I'll, Miz. You do the Miz, the bar, Shinsuke, and Cien Almas against Daniel Bryan. Um, tag team-wise, to match up with the bar, it depends. At that point, it could be the Usos. It could be. Um, we, we saw Gallows and Anderson have a confrontation with the bar on SmackDown, so it could be them. Right. But, it could you know, be Gallows. A lot and, of tag teams. It, it could be Gallows and Anderson. It could be. You know, they could throw in someone generic, like um, you know, someone who doesn't necessarily have a lot going on, but just Jeff Hardy, Ty Dillinger. You know, they could throw a couple other people with him. 
that aren't necessarily the illest, as they often would do back in the day. Let's say, let's, we're talking Survivor Series. I mean, Jeff Hardy might still be with Randy Orton at that point, right? Ooh, yeah. what about Kane? You think Kane uh, comes, make the trip from uh, Knox County? Why not? Why not bring back Kane? Um, Gallows and Anderson? Kane does make sense, though, because... It made perfect sense. Yeah. And and maybe, well, Jeff, Jeff will be with Randy probably still, so... Who's that last one? It could be someone, Rand, R-Truth, Ty Dillinger, someone like that. Yeah, I, I love that oh, no, Chris no, no, Jericho's no. listed the, way, as the or, SmackDown or, stuff. Or we just said, if Sien is on Miz's team, Rusev can be on Daniel's team. Yeah. So there you go. You go Daniel Bryan, Kane, Gallows and Anderson... Rusev. Yep. Against The Miz, Sheamus and Cesaro, Cien Almas, and Shinsuke Nakamura. That's fun. Yeah, that's a good team right there. I just, I like the idea of taking the blood feud and you make that the Survivor Series team. Now, uh, SGG, we gotta get into mailbag here in a minute. Um, but before we do that, I have something very, very important to talk to you about. And what is that? I'm glad you asked. That is another company helping out Cheap Heat, okay? Maybe your company has outgrown QuickBooks, okay? Um, maybe spreadsheets and manual processes and legacy systems are costing you time and money. Now is the time to move to your cloud. Yes, it's time to take your business to the cloud. Introducing NetSuite by Oracle, the business management software that handles every aspect of your business in an easy-to-use cloud platform. With NetSuite, you can save time, money, unneeded headaches um, by managing sales, finance, and accounting, orders, and HR instantly right from your desk or even your phone. Thousands of brands... Um, big high-level brands and fast-growing companies are all using NetSuite to manage their business, and now it's available to you. Right now, NetSuite's offering you valuable insights to overcome these obstacles that are holding you back for free. How do you do it? You head over to NetSuite.com slash cheap heat. That's NetSuite.com slash cheap heat. Streamline your business, simplify your business, make more money. And make life less complicated. That's netsuite.com slash cheap heat. And now SGG, without any further ado, mail. Nick Joseph writes us first. Mail. Dear Sweet Pete and SGG. Long-time peckerhead, first-time emailer, currently training to be a pro wrestler, and always listen to you guys on the long car rides to make the towns to pay my dues for my ring crew. Anytime you guys decide to do a heat and greet in Pittsburgh, let me know. I got you on the spot to have it. Wanted to get your thoughts on the Shield now. With both Seth and Roman having titles, are they in the Freebird rule territory, like the New Day, to make all three of them champions? Enjoy yourself, Nick. A.K.A. the wild card, Jack Spade. 
Well, we sort of already spoke to that. Yeah, I think this is a perfect time for that, don't you? Yeah, I think so. Um, B Team's Tag Team Championship is the run is fun, but it, it always sort of felt like a a placeholder. And if I wouldn't mind if uh, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins or any combination of the three Shield members came through and won the tag team titles. It would be fun if it was just a three-way kind of deal as far as the tag titles go. Like, Roman holds the main title, Seth has the IC, and then some combo of them win the tag titles, but then they can kind of all defend it. I wouldn't be mad. No, I wouldn't be mad at all. And then even, like, you know, if a situ- like when they're all out together, if Dean just holds both the tag titles while they cut promos and stuff, I wouldn't, ma- I wouldn't mind that. Justin writes us, mail. Sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg, I write you from West Hollywood, California, not far from the stomping grounds of the Dipperstein. You're an inspiration to me as a wrestling fan. I was a crazy mark in the Attitude Era while I was in high school, to the point where my friend and I were the only ones rooting for The Rock while attending the 1999 Royal Rumble. <laughs> then, much like you, life started happening, hashtag with a life, college, Working nights, girlfriends, etc., and I kind of fell out until the network came back in 2014 or debuted in 2014. Now I'm back more than ever, but still with a life. Been listening to Cheap Heat and all its renditions from the man who doesn't really make shoes to the guy who doesn't really have stats. <laughs> Just kidding, Greg. Love you, buddy. Here's a quick idea to add some stakes to Survivor Series. SmackDown vs. Raw. Winner gets spots 26 through 30 in the Rumble. Loser gets spots 1 through 5. Thoughts? Enjoy yourself as much as the Peckerheads enjoy you. Great email from Justin. I love that idea, SGG. Yeah, great suggestion as well. Why not? I really like that. I really do. That adds some real stakes. So you take five guys that you know will be in the Rumble from one side, five other guys you know will be in the Rumble. In fact, you can even announce it that early. These are the first ten announced participants to the Royal Rumble. And they're competing to get the best position. Yeah, no, that would be perfect. And that's definitely Fire. uh that's definitely one reason to put your differences aside too cuz they always play with that uh with that angle of um you know, Raw and SmackDown superstars putting their differences aside just to for the betterment of the show. It's like, no, I, the show is cool, but I want number 30 or I want number you know, number 29 or whatever. Did you say cool? Yeah, I did. I think I did. I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. You know what cool is? You're looking at. See, it's managing. It's managing manager of general. Excuse me. All right. Let's go to Keelan Jones. I believe I'm saying his name right. I'm sorry. I hate that. I have a pet peeve about people on radio being like, am I getting your name right? But then sometimes you read it and I, I just don't know. Mail. A sappy email to my favorite podcast fam. 
First and foremost, I want to say hello. I hope you guys enjoyed the Big SummerSlam weekend. I'm typing this Sunday afternoon before the big show, and I'm listening to the Cheap Heat Live pod. And man, it was good to hear the band back together. I've been a fan for years. From the maker of shoes to the Brian Campbell, and I followed both of them to their own separate pods as well. But the heat is always at the top of the power rankings. Just want to thank you guys for being so great. I've had a tumultuous last few years from personal and family ups and downs to struggling through college. Got my degree, though, and everything that comes with life. Thanks for being a constant breath of positivity. And I just want to finish with a question. With evolution on the horizon, who would you guys say are the top two, three women of each era? Attitude, ruthless aggression, and today. Thanks for reading and for being mage. With love, Keelan. Nice message. Thanks, man. Well, congratulations on uh, graduating too, by the way. Yeah, big congrats. Attitude. 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 It's uh, it feels like just Trisha Lee. Although I'm not gonna lie, my favorite diva from the Attitude era was Ivory. I don't know if she is like the top, whatever, but uh, she was my favorite. So I guess for Attitude era, I'd go with. I'd go with Ivory. What about Molly Holly? <sighs> Molly Holly was dope, too. She was. You know, that's tough. Um, She didn't make it to WWE until 2000. She was champion in 2002. When do you consider the Attitude Era to end? 2002? I consider the Attitude Era to end... With um, WrestleMania, what was it, 19? When Stone Cold's retirement match, even though we didn't know he was retiring. I feel like when him and The Rock had that last WrestleMania go-around, that was the end of an era without WWE announcing like the end of an era like they did with Undertaker and Triple H. So for me, the Attitude Era ends right there once Stone Cold decides he's done. Ruthless aggression. You got to think like Beth Phoenix. Um, I, I'm a big Molina fan. Yeah, I'm same. Molina might have to be my pick for the um, ruthless aggression era. You know, it's funny. I always thought Maurice had more to do there too. I like Maurice and Ring. I know that's not a common thing you hear a lot, but I loved her finish. Loved how she pinned people with her hair all hanging in their face. Annoying. <laughs> she just always looked like harsh. I, I I messed with her. But I would say probably Beth, Melina. Um, and you guys know I'm a Kelly Kelly fan. Oh, what about Victoria? Oh, and what about Gail Kim? I don't know. That's tough. Oh, yeah. This is, it's a lot it's of people. Tough, cause too, even, especially because so much talent was there, even though, like, they weren't necessarily being used right. It was still like so much talent there. And even though it's not considered a good time for women's wrestling, there's still a lot of good women's wrestling. Yeah. Why are RJ and Keith still at the radio station? What are you guys doing? <laughs> they can't hear me, but these guys work hard. Um, And then right now, I mean... Right now, you can pick anybody and have the correct answer. I have like a bunch of people lined up to agree with you, right? Like, 
doesn't matter if you say Sasha Bailey. Uh, if you go down to NXT, Shayna Baszler is looking like the future. Um, you can go all over the place. Like, there's a wealth of talent women's wrestling right now. Yeah, there's a lot. I don't, it's really hard to pick now. You know, it's just like that's, it's just too many people that I enjoy. I love Charlotte for some things. I love Alexa for some things. Um, love Becky for some things. Sasha and Bailey, of course, at their best are just awesome. Um, I'm now getting into Ruby Riot. Um, now nah, you've been into Ruby Riot. Like you, you facts. early were like one of the first people to say, um, that she, she can go. And like she, she has it in ring. Um, and she does. There, there's, she's got something. I'm a big fan. I, I've, I've seen people like need to be convinced by what you seem to see. So to say, for you to say, I'm just now getting into rewrite, I feel like you're underselling it and you definitely need to take your credit as um, an evaluator of talent because you saw it or you saw it early. I can attest. Wow. Thank you. It's very friendly. It's very kind of you. Um. Uh, Eric writes us mail. The Shield have the opportunity to be better than the Freebirds. They might already be there. The issue is that they broke up too early because it was so easy to project how good they were going to be as individuals. They jumped the gun. Now they can do a DX horseman-like run. So when they split in two years, they're ready to be the champions and battle each other in programs for three to five years. Enjoy yourself, Eric, in Fandango's homeland, Maine. Male. Interesting point about them breaking up too early. I get that. It does change things. It makes it different. It does make this feel more like a DX thing. Um, like this is just going to be a little cute run, you know? It's hard for me to I, picture they're going to be a full-blown tag team again. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, who knows what's going to cause the breakup or when it's going to happen, but like you said, it's not... It's definitely not a full-blown reunion. Although, his point about them potentially being better than the Freebirds or, like, potentially being better than certain factions. Call me crazy, but I think, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. is the number one faction in wrestling history. And I know you Four Horsemen fans and NWO fans and people are going to be like, that's blasphemous, but they... Wow, what about a a little thing called the, the Heart Foundation? Listen, I love those factions. The Heart Foundation... Is in my top three, but I, this is what I say that the Shield did oh, that none goodness. of these other factions did. Every other faction was a top guy with like the pieces around them to protect the top guy. The Shield was just three unknowns, and they all became top guys. Because even if you look at those other factions, uh, Four Horsemen had Mad members, NWO had Mad members, but even the ones that didn't expand their membership, nobody else after those factions broke up, rose to the level of that top guy that brought them together. The Shield created three top guys, like three equals, and like it hasn't been done. And barring the New Day, we ain't going to see it ever happen again, I don't think. Well, I'll leave it there. That's a good comment, even though I may disagree um, with some of it, but that's a good point. Um just hard for me to admit that at this point, I guess. But you're right. Sometimes you got to be in the moment. And like, These guys are all going to be really great all time. Maynard writes us. Mail. Pete, SGG, I guess you're right. Omarosa did not make a face turn. But I think she was trying to. 
I thought for a long time as to who I could compare it to and couldn't find any example. That is until Becky Lynch cut a heel promo on SmackDown Live. Just like Amorosa, she's trying hard to turn, but nobody's buying it. Everybody loves Becky, and the exact opposite is true with Amorosa. Becky is the last kicker, and the other is an ass licker. (laughs) And no matter what the latter says... She will never get that stink out of her mouth. Takeover and uh, Takeover Brooklyn Four and SummerSlam were great. Totally enjoyed myself. Thanks, Maynard. Ed writes us heel Roman male. Since Corey Graves spent all of Monday night extolling the virtues of Roman Reigns, is WWE finally acknowledging him as a heel? No. No. Corey is not a heel commentator. He leans that way, but he also puts over people that he's um, shoot friends with. And he's best buds with Roman. So I wouldn't read into that at all. Uh, Raymond writes us, Mail. Hey guys, just wanted to share a few thoughts I had. Love the show. Listen on my commute home from work. I'm hashtag with a life. Only critique would be, I think you guys should spend more time on SmackDown over Raw since it's clearly the better show. <laughs> Couple things. Do you think we can get a Brian versus the Miz blow off match at Mania? Yes, we do. I'm thinking if it's hard to keep the story going until then, they can always restart by one eliminating the other at the Royal Rumble. Blah blah blah. Of course, I agree. Second thing is why is SmackDown telling the Sasha and Bailey story better than Raw with Charlotte and Becky, and in way less time, by the way. Just another reason why SmackDown's better than Raw. Raw is like that four-eyed guy who calls himself a podcaster by telling you you will like what you will like. And SmackDown is like the mage one who tells it to you how it is and always ends up enjoying myself. Stay mage. Hashtag bring cheap heat to Miami. Raymond Sixto. Raymond, great message. Not just because you put over the podcast, but because you're right. This week watching SmackDown, SmackDown this week was just two hours of a great wrestling show. It was just a great wrestling show. Like, it's, I mean, Raw had moments, but there's just so much of it. SmackDown's just a great wrestling show at this point. So I'm going to end it right there for messaging, though we have a lot more. RosenbergBeats at gmail.com. Greg, I'm going to try to do a podcast next week, even though it's my full vacation week. So I'm on the line. I wonder if people think I should take a vacation or not. Part of me thinks <laughs> they're not going to let you take a vacation. Don't throw it to part the people. Of me thinks, part of me thinks I'm taking off all my jobs. Open late's already shot, blah, blah, blah. But I'll do cheap heat anyway. Then another part of me thinks I really want this vacation to be like a true reset. So maybe we take the week so we come back stronger. As opposed to feeling like we never rested. So, so you and I can just... finale? No. The season no, finales? The season finale. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I'm not saying it's a season finale. No. Knowing me, we'll end up doing it. But we'll see. SGG, do you have a black power rankings for today? Oh, but of course I do. Uh, I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm blacker than black. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, y'all. Yeah, in the number three, I'm, I'm giving it to Titus O'Neil. Um... Titus O'Neil, the real Mr. Worldwide, is a man of the people and definitely deserves to be recognized. Uh, over the weekend, he had a meet and greet and he was talking to some people about, 
you know, the SummerSlam weekend festivities and someone mentioned to him that they couldn't afford to go to any of the shows that they were looking forward to take over, but they just couldn't afford the ticket. Titus reached into his wallet, pulled out $100 of his own money, handed it to this person and told them, get a ticket to take over and enjoy yourself. And I mean, wow. That that's mage. That that to me is is bigger than anything that he could have done in the ring over the course of the weekend. Um, it's huge, and it, it should mean a lot to the entire WWE universe. So that's coming in at number three. Um, in at number two, Sasha Banks, who um, her performance on Open Late not not her performance, but just that interview. I really enjoyed that interview. I enjoyed the whole episode um, from New Day through to the one on one. And I want people to go see it. Because um, I feel like Sasha Banks doesn't really... I don't know that she does that many interviews. Or not that many that I've seen. So to see her sit down with you and like... I never got an an inkling of a thought of... Is she working us? Is this real? It felt really genuine. And I think people are really going to enjoy this interview so much. That she's in at number two. And in at number one, The New Day. They also joined you on Complex Open Late... Um, also a fun interaction with those three on the panel and I enjoyed their insights but even more than that they had two matches uh, against the Bludgeon Brothers this weekend were highlights of two of the biggest WWE shows of the year and for coming out of it with the Smack the Smackdown Tag Team Champions fifth time in their history New Day is in at number one on this week's Black Power Rankings Wow, it's it's like open late was really the Black Power Rankings episode. It's mage. It was. It was dope. Um, SGG, it's been a pleasure as always. Um, every again, go get those shirts, y'all, because they're gonna. Be, I promise you, the, it's the bet. It's the dopest shirt. You will love this friggin' shirt. I'm so proud of the design. Shout out to the dude who, who hit me up again. I got and I don't even remember his name, like a jack wagon, but he didn't even care. He just wanted to show love. Um, I got to get him a shirt. It came out so, so dope. Shout out to Top Shelf Premium. So go to TopShelfPremium.com. Buy the shirts. You will love the shirts. I just, the fit is dope. Uh, they're mage. And like I said, email us if you want to give us your size, and I'll try to get bigger ones if need be. SGG, I couldn't be more excited to go vacation. Don't worry, I will be having, having plenty of time to watch my wrestlings and relaxing. And uh, do me a favor, go ahead and stay mage. And enjoy yourself, P. Oh, thank you. 